This is The Bus, and you're listening to Drop the Dice. Uh, now, now he's upset. <laughs> a, polar, a polar bear is 999 pounds. I'm upset! <laughs> they, they made reference to the polar bear in episode 6, and I got so excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shit. Wait, did Sawyer say, I shot a fucking polar bear? <laughs> or at least the one who says it. I think um, I think Jack Jack is like, yeah, things are things are pretty weird around here. And her is like, yeah. Remember we just like shot a polar bear? Shoot, I don't know who says it, but somebody says that in the sixth episode. It's nice. I, I was thinking about this at work too. I was like, shit, like we I have to do like four shots and drink beer the whole time. We we don't have to do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> Silly boy. <laughs> hey. Um, I listened to your guys's hour and 47 minute synopsis of um, movies. And at the end, I was like, you know, it's great because I just listened to this for two hours. And I somehow still feel like you didn't go in depth as much as I would have loved to, like, I don't know. Here's some of those movies we talked about. Like I could have done away with everything that was. Those are nice. Black Panther. Black Panther. Like there's no new insightful commentary there. But like this is the nicest bad review we've ever been given. <laughs> I've always been a fan of your passive aggressive hatred towards our podcast. Yeah. Rude. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Because <laughs> there's not many lady was on it, and so obviously. Oh Jesus. Um. No, but it was really fun to listen to. That's why I was able to listen to it. All so fast. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like our amazing banter about penises and Zach being a powder bottom. I loved everything at the end of it. Like the last five minutes, I was like, "This is great." Okay, so you did want more penises in the podcast. Always more penises in a podcast. <laughs> we called all of our friends. Yeah, pretty much, except for Stain. <laughs> yeah, how's he gonna feel about that when he listens? <laughs> Oh yeah, uh, that that one that one was especially dick heavy, especially when we got to got to call in Zach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently, we all need to hold Eric's dick when we go to Gen Con. <laughs> yeah, you guys, what do you think I do here all day, every day? Come on, guys. It's an interesting interpretation of the social contract, but I mean, I'm whatever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, what it, that's what it takes. I'm down. I love that. Like, it's, our mouths, so. it's not my rule. It's Indiana. <laughs> I also like that uh, Indiana has banned the use of shorts for jacuzzis, so we're all in Mark without a BB, like, yeah, that's fine. Because <laughs> you know he's got the biggest dog out of all of us by far. Yeah, he'd be happy. Yeah, he would. Amanda, Amanda's confused about that. She she says she thinks it's Zach with his big balls. <laughs> He like dominates at every game. I wouldn't be amazed. Did you see Zach's balls? I know you went to Jackson's New Year's party that one year where Zach was showing them off to everyone. No. Who's my Abdi? I've seen Abdi's dick so many times. Wow. Like 
straight he, up he I, he thought he was gonna like pass out he was like i'm so stressed and so i'm i'm like you're good bud you're good and then he will just pull out his dick while i'm like this and like i don't know pee just wherever he is and i'm like yeah this was not what i was expecting to happen right now but okay why aren't you better friends with obvious it got really weird hunter. because hunter, hunter was like i can't babysit this man when he drinks he goes on a rampage every single time it sounds like zach we're all we all pale in terms of Abdi. No, but these two, Eric and Abdi together, you guys are like. I wonder. What? I wonder if Satan ever feels like he has to babysit us on those, uh, like when we start at noon and then at four a.m. nights. <laughs> I think the answer is absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but we're never that bad. Yeah. There's been a couple. Do you remember teaching Isle of Sky? Dude, yes. Or do you, I vaguely remember not teaching Isle of Sky. I think my favorite, <laughs> my favorite teaching moment is uh, teaching Crus- Crusaders to you guys. Oh, my God. So both of those games, we were trying to get him to stop teaching the game (laughs) (laughs) and play anything on earth that we already knew. And Benito was like, no, we're playing this. It's important to know your boundaries. So I I, I was talking to Eric about this. The next time we do like an all day thing, right? Mm -hmm. We always try and like at 10 10 p.m., which is when we would usually start like a big game on a normal game night. But the difference is we've now been drinking for 10 hours. Start a very complicated game, and we're always so drunk that it, it's just a shit show. And then we end up like on the balcony taking beer bongs or playing something else or doing whatever. So me and Erica figured out that we need to go um, filler, uh, complicated, complicated, and after two complicated games, either more filler or games that we know back and forth. Like uh, I don't know, Keyfire. Always Keyfire. I think that sounds like a very good progression. You end up on the balcony with the beer bong, so I'm going to say it's still not quite the right combo there. But you're getting close. She has a point. I mean, no matter what, we'll be on the balcony with the beer bong. Lewis was What? Lewis wanted to do it the other night, but he had to go to work early. He told me to ask him earlier in the night. That's amazing. (laughs) The beer bong nights are so weird. Because at some point, you have to like say... Somebody, uh, somebody grab the olive oil <laughs> and you come back in with your hands drenching of Coors Light and extra virgin olive oil. I don't know what nights you're talking about because I've never had my hands drenched like that. Really? Amanda agrees with me. I'm going with her on this one. I'm not there many of the nights, so I'm not sure what when in Rome. creations you guys come up with. <laughs> I think that's just Zach. Zach's a big fan of the olive oil and the beer bong. I don't he know. Loves it. Wait, what? Yeah. yeah you, you put olive oil in it, and it supposedly stops it from foaming up. But I think Oh, my that, God. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I think that when Benito builds his beer bong, he got the extra foam version of the, <laughs> of, 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 of the freaking Pyrex. You're like, yeah. hey, do you guys have PVC that, like, no matter what, will foam up? I remember buying that shit and being so embarrassed because, like, the person re- reading it up is just like, mm hmm. 
dressed for like a very specific shopping list. You're like, I need one. A funnel, a valve, and some PVC pipe that's like, <laughs> you're like, I'm doing a home improvement project. I need one valve. Oh, man. <laughs> Just move back already. I can't handle it. <laughs> We won't. I, 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 I stick to. We won't drink as much if you lived here. Yeah, that's probably true. Right? Because now when you come, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Though. I will go evidence. Yeah, that's how I do all my knowledge. So you think we'll drink more when he moves back, or if he moves back? I think you guys won't drink as like heavy. I think there'll be more casual nights. As opposed, like the ratio of casual nights to like intense nights. Yeah, but we go hard. I, I, I'm saying, I'm saying less nights. Oh, where we're not sorry, still taking shots. Mm -hmm. That was, or, but that was all. That was all, uh, Chazzy no Sure, yeah. but then there's other nights where, oh wow, we finished three seven fifty bottles. <clears throat> wow. That's that's a lot of bottles. Yeah, Look, I'm not happy about it. It was, dude. Like we we, we all were exhausted on Hey, if there's peanut butter whiskey involved, you got you <sighs> don't have a choice. So good. That's what I'm saying. More casual nights work out. Yeah, I was. I agree. Yeah. I don't know. I still don't know how you made it through the Game of Thrones weekend like that. Really doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's a lot of and you, Wait, and you, your second one. When you actually won games, I don't. Oh yeah, yeah, I did good. I won on stream, man. That's like six wins. Yeah. <laughs> I was very happy with that. It was after Zach's wedding. What, oh, was the what, time, what time was your flight? Uh, seven. So I think we drove there at like five thirty. Uh huh. Oh, my stomach just like. Did a little turn there. Wait, that sounds we, so painful. We went to bed at five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a good, it was a good day. Um, uh -huh. real productive, and I felt great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I <laughs> detailed my car. To be fair, like we detailed your car. <laughs> we didn't start drinking till like noon, though. Okay. Again, so we is, got is, there. Wait, does that so show? The, you're telling me that you're like on an eight hour eighteen at this point. Yeah, yeah, Is that why you peppered that fact in there to show restraint? Yeah, yeah, that was the because well, uh, they put a bartender there at nine a.m. Holy shit! Jesus. So you waited all three hours. Yeah, I waited out for three hours. I went, so after I went on stream is when I went and I was like, "Fuck, dude, I gotta get a beer." Yeah, that that must have been intense. Yeah. Um, and then we got like a burger, and then after we ate the second time, I was like, okay, okay, we're we're good. <laughs> Oof! All right, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Oh, it's great to see you. It has been such a long time. Nice. I like it. Oh, <laughs> um, was the was that cold enough for you for the cold open? <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. I, I, I like that. That was that was solid. Uh, we'll see what part of this sticks and what doesn't. <laughs> Last one is um, I I never introduced us. Really? Yeah, I, I, that's okay. We've yeah. got to go back. We've got to go back. Fix it. 
Boom. And there you go. That's it. What's up, everybody? This is Ben from www.dropthedice.com. Still of that website because that is where you'll both find Drop the Dice podcast, which focuses on board games, movies, and everything else that we love. Um, but this new podcast, tentatively titled We Have to Go Back, features me, Vince, and my trusty cohort, my East Coast correspondent, and the only guy that I would ever want on a deserted island with me, Mr. Rico Wasman. Dang, mic drop right there. What up? I was practicing that on the way home for the past week, maybe. It, yeah, and it's uh, flawless. All right, so uh, here you go. As with every podcast, what do you got? Um, I have the best combo. I have vodka and pecan ale. Nice. I have uh, more whiskey and Murphy Stout, which is knockoff Guinness. Knockoff Guinness. And... All, right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. No regrets. No. So like I said, I, I got to go to work in a little bit, but it should be okay. I think I planned this out, right? Um, little peek behind the curtain there. We're recording a couple episodes here in a row. Um, so if you listen to the other one, you know that we've already taken a couple shots. <laughs> and, uh, and now we're back for a little bit more. Um, but today we're going to talk about episode four of Lost. This is the Lost podcast that we've that we've been doing for a couple weeks now. Um, probably a couple weeks. I'm assuming that's how often I'm going to be releasing these. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about Walkabout. Walkabout is episode four. It is, it is the lock. It is the very first lock-centric episode. And before we even get into it, the episode opens up with something very, very interesting, uh, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, did you notice what it opened with? Oh, man. Why does it always feel like a quiz? I start sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if, we're focusing, if we're focusing on different things, we'll have a better discussion, right? Yeah. So the very first shot of this episode is Locke's eye opening. Mm. Which, if you remember, mirrors Jack's eye opening in the very first episode of the show. Oh, Locke's eye creates that visual connection to Jack. Which, of course, we find out later um, has to do with a little bit of their dichotomy, but we're not going to get into that just yet because we don't even know who Jeremy is. This, is this this is Are you referencing the, the life and death um, duality that Locke talks about when he's talking about backgammon? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. It could be the crux of the show. Yeah, it could be I'm the whole thing. I'm taking notes. I'm learning. Yeah, those of you out there who've seen past season four might know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may uh, even know there's a season six. Right, exactly. Uh, so in, in this episode, uh, this deals with Locke. Um, in his flashback, we realize that he's kind of this weird, uh, lowly office worker who's likes to play war games, and uh, he 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 has a, a, a um, with this lady on the phone, um, which is just in hindsight even more depressing than it is on first glance. Um, Why which, is that? I'll, I'll get to that in one second. Um, we find out that he he wanted to go on a walkabout in Australia, which is why he's there in Australia, and he doesn't get to go on it because of why? Um, prejudice, uh, yeah. <laughs> discrimination, because of intolerance. I mean, intolerance because is the a- the lack of Title Ten protection. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Essentially, though, because the bus didn't have a wheelchair lift. I mean, it's simple. Right. I mean, the whole 
the, the, the whole company was just worried that their insurance wasn't going to cover it. And it ended up <laughs> right. The whole episode. They hadn't, they hadn't hit their deductible yet. <laughs> Ultimately, the episode was just uh, kind of a treatise on bureaucracy. And uh, <laughs> hey, this isn't bad. Um, so uh, that's what happens on, on the in the flashback on the island. They are starting to run out of food. And Locke decides to help them hunt. And they end up going to hunt some wild boar. And that's essentially what we're what we find out. There's a couple of things. Um, Shannon thinks that she's going to be able to find food on her own, so she enlists Charlie to uh, go fish for her. Um, this is another great moment because Charlie immediately says, "Early." No, 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 not even that. Before that, when Shannon goes <laughs> to Charlie and is like, "Hey, like I need you to help me fish," Charlie says, "Yeah, do you recognize me? I, I used to be in a band." Oh, very, very, very uh, recognizable. I think, I think I, I think I've heard that song before. <laughs> yeah, too. Um, so, uh, the, the, this is really, you know, the first time we get we get a, we get a better look at Locke. He's kind of been in the episodes before, but maybe a little bit more on the outskirts than some of the other characters, and, and not like like how you mentioned that Michael was separated from the group mm-hmm. or that separated the group. Locke has been there. But they haven't really focused on him yet. Here, again, we get this this whole episode kind of focuses on him and, and, and kind of his plight. Um, let's talk about the flashback first. So what do you think about this flashback? Okay, so the one of the things I wanted to talk about is you may have asked yourself, why is this guy? Like, I wouldn't say that he's chipper, but he's definitely the most gung-ho of the group. He's like, I'm down to hunt. I'm down to help you go do anything you want to do. And he volunteers for everything, him and his bag of knives. And the answer for why he is that way, um, yeah. we we see right at the beginning. Because he's the only person who gained something by this plane crash. Like everyone else is, you could say that their life is objectively worse. Yeah. But like he gets there and no life is better now <laughs> and so it kind of makes sense you know why, why i like that. And, and the I way that he is think that devil's advocate you could probably say well they've all gained something but he <laughs> legitimately has gained something not not some bullshit like literary analysis like right meta you, you've gained the gift of hindsight or, or, <laughs> or you've gained the ability to be a father you know like right lost like wizard of oz bullshit <laughs> yeah 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 this is like Oh, you couldn't do this before. Now you can do this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You didn't have legs. Now you got legs. So I think I think that that's interesting. Um, and that made, made me appreciate his flashback, I think, all the more. Because um, I wanted to know how he got into that position. And I, and I still don't have a resolution there. Um, and I, I feel like we're missing just such large chunks because I mean, like, that's a lot of confidence to go from his flashback to how he acts on the Island. Um, it, it, there's such a stark divide there that, that I I think that we all know there's got to be a lot more than lock the office worker or lock the sex phone call person, you know? Um, so I think that this is just the flashback is just a phase in his life. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I mean, it, as we go on, we find out it absolutely is. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he um, 
I mean, we see him. He used to be able to walk. There's a very specific reason why he can't walk, and it's crushing. Yeah. Pardon the pun. Sorry. <laughs> um, but so you mentioned the sex worker. So that uh, he calls her uh, Helen. And then yeah. kind of mentions that it's not her name. And, and eventually we realize who Helen is. And the fact that he calls this sex worker Helen is, is super just depressing and like, like, man, like, just like, again, like, punch to the gut, like, rewatching it and see, like, oh, man, like, that's how, at this point in his life, how deluded he had become yeah. and how, how far he had fallen. God, that's a bad one, too. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it's it's interesting to see that even, even in the state, when you hear him talk, he's got a confidence to himself. Like, he, he, he doesn't like the state that he's in, and he's actively trying to fight against it. I mean, the whole episode, what do we hear? Don't tell me what I can't do! Over yeah, but- and over again. And that kind, of, that kind of mentality, that kind of willpower is, is I think, something that, we, that you don't even really see at Jack yet. I know, and I, I know that it becomes a mantra of self-empowerment even later on in that episode. But when he says it in his flashback, it, it doesn't feel empowering. It feels pitiful. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, know, I don't know if that matters. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's the plight of a guy who doesn't want to give up, though, man. Like, Oh, sure. You know, like, yeah. I, I agree. It is pitiful because... Anybody would make that decision. Anybody would tell you you can't go on this trip. You know, like you just can't. And and yeah. and again, that even that whole the whole reason he goes on this trip is he's that again deluded that he thinks he can do this. And who knows? Maybe he could have, but but no one would think that. Like that's that takes that would take like superpowers to be able to be a paraplegic and go on this trip. Sure, you know talk about you know this dangerous thing. Um. Did you think this flashback? So you talked about um, the way these flashbacks relate to the story on the island. How did you think that worked on this one? Well, <clears throat> you get introduced to his mantra, and I and I think that, that works as he owns it and keeps, you know, saying it. It's his kind of core central belief. Um, so I think that worked really well, and and it feels uh, it resonated with me. You know, when he's like in this shitty job that he hates and and kind of is like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna take this um i like that aspect of it i liked i like the walkabout um just premise of of him having something that he needs so desperately to be able to regain his self-worth um even though it's far-fetched and and i think that Locke is like often a grandiose believer you know he believes in an island and so this season we'll see that coming up with the hatch. Yeah. And so I think that that makes him, he's not just this, like, um, he doesn't just have all of this foresight or, you know, like a soothsayer type abilities where he, he knows what the Island wants and he's the, he's the Island whisperer. No, he, he's definitely flawed and he's sometimes wrong. And I think, that, I think that the, his flashbacks show that side of it. Um, and I think that's good because if they didn't make him flawed and vulnerable and sometimes wrong, then I think Locke would be too much of a, of a device to get plot points across, to push narratives forward, to, if that makes sense. 
No, I like that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I totally get that. Um, all right. So um, on the island, we have uh, kind of this episode where people are just trying to figure out how to survive. It's essentially, they're trying to eat, you know, and, and they end up going hunting for some boar. We find out that Locke has a big bag of knives because he bought them for the walkabout. <laughs> um, and like I said, we have Charlie and Shannon. Um, Shannon's trying to convince Charlie to get her some fish, and he goes out with Hurley to try and like find some fish. Uh, I love Hurley's little moment of like, yeah, I used to go fish off the Santa Monica Pier, not like with the fucking stick, like that. Yeah. But what's really interesting to think about the stuff on the island is this is where we really start to see Jack become the reluctant leader. Like you have people in this episode, people going up to Jack, asking them questions, and he, but the whole episode is like, why are you asking me? Why? Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me? When clearly he said <clears throat> the first three episodes, he set himself up as a leader. He did that himself. And yep. Jack's character is that, right? He wants to be the leader, but then he doesn't want to be the leader. And it's kind of up to him whether he wants to or not. You know, sure. like, like he's he's Cyclops half the time, and then he's Wolverine the other half the time. Yeah, um, I think but, I think that is what makes him a good leader. I, I, absolutely, never want a leader to want it. Right, but then he also knows that. Um, I mean, we'll get to maybe next episode. I think it's next episode where you have a really great moment with Locke and Jack, and Locke's kind of like Jack, like, yeah, they need you. Yeah, uh, and Jack really starts to see like whether he's wrong or not, he's got to do something. Anyways, I, I like the, I like the moment between Jack and Rosa or Rose. Right. So in this one, Hurley tells I think it's Hurley mm-hmm. tells Jack that the that Rose, this older lady, has been kind of sitting on the beach, hasn't taken water, hasn't taken food. So maybe Jack should go talk to her. And again, Jack kind of like pushes back, but ultimately he goes over and we find out that Rose is the person who uh, Jack sat next to on the plane uh, and agreed to keep her company while her husband was away. Um, so Jack kind of goes over and they have a talk. And it's a pretty- More than he signed up for, huh? <laughs> right. So in, in, in this talk, um, we and Jack makes like a joke of like, hey, you know what? Um, you're not going to be able to be there until your husband comes back, blah, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rose says, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Oh, your, you know, your husband. He was in the tail. Like, I'm very sorry. Like, you know, he's he's gone. You got to get over that." And she's like, very confident. She's like, oh, "Oh, my husband's alive." Yeah. And he says, "They were in the tail of the plane. Like, they all died." And then she says, "Super cool, super calm, without missing the beat." That's probably what they think about us. Yeah. Uh, which is our first instance of the tailies, uh, which. I don't even know when we find out about. I'm assuming sometime in the, ha- the second half of the season. The the what? They're called the Tailies. The Tailies? Yeah, yeah. Is it? Oh, the people in? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I, Message boards in the early 2000s and it really shows. Yeah, it's uh, it's sorry guys. <laughs> um, not that I was. I didn't. I didn't subscribe to uh, the IRC chats for Lost. Oh my god! I don't even know what was before Reddit. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, fuck, fuck you and your uh, being in your twenties. Um, this is also the first time we see Jack sees his dad um in the suit, and Dad is actually wearing the white tennis shoes that we mm-hmm. see. In the pilot. Um, so 
Okay, so on the island, what do you what do you what do you think about this stuff? Like, how do you think this pushes the the kind of the story forward? Like, how do, how do you feel about Locke going on this hunt with Kate? And it's obviously stupid. They didn't go see if the polar bear was edible. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Fair enough. And what did we find out? How much does the polar bear weigh? Nine hundred and ninety pounds. <laughs> we have so much meat available to us. Here. They do. Um. Okay, so Locke goes on this thing, and then we we talked about this thing offline where, like, at one point they kind of get separated from Locke, and they know that the monster finds Locke. Oh, yeah, they give his ass up immediately. Run back to the camp, and are like, Locke saw the monster, he's dead now. (laughs) Locke's gone. For (laughs) anyone, they, like, form a search party, they go get him. But they're like, nah, there was a smoke monster somewhere nearby, therefore Locke. Yeah, like not even, I, I remember when you said that I was like, dude, you're so right. They immediately gave up on this guy. Um, Balot, Balot um, looks at this monster and, of course, overcomes. Comes walking in with a freaking boar. Yeah, uh, meet everyone a little bit later, and and is the hero. Uh, this There's is all the episode the where boar. I believe the fuselage. Saeed are are Saeed makes these weird kind of uh, transmitters. And it's like a triangulator. Yeah, so that Kate can kind of go up higher and plant them so they can get hopefully some sort of signal. Uh, mm. and what happens? She drops them or? Uh, the smoke monster appears and she, you know, loses her faculties and drops it. That's what it is. Yeah, and, and, and that's pretty much it. This this is a. Uh... No, there's there's a whole other, other plot point about um, the fuselage. They have to make the decision to burn the body. Oh, yeah in the fuselage um and that 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 was the first one where jack was like we need to burn it and everyone's saying don't let him know you have claire wanting to like say something yeah and jack nopes out of that so i think what you learn is like jack can be a leader for some things even though he's reluctant but other matters like he's not gonna touch he's not gonna be a leader who gives inspirational speeches um which again I, i i don't think that's necessary um and i don't think he wants to touch matters of spirituality and you know he's pretty resistant against against that whole you know whatever you call it right so. and it's funny because his name's shepherd um but we'll get into that later um but he throughout the show is science and mock his faith mm, i like that um Oh, there's so much more with Jack and Locke. <laughs> <laughs> Those two happen to be at odds quite a bit, but we'll that's that's fine. Um, all right. So that is episode four. What are, what are your final thoughts on this one? I, I I I'm still in. I I I still think that this this is uh these these first couple episodes. I like I said like I said in the last time one like these are so engaging, man. Like I I, I love seeing Locke um on land. And I think the dichotomy between him on land and him on the island is really interesting. And and I like what you said about how you can see bits and pieces of him on land that 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 is the same as him on the island. But there had to be something else that happened there because he yeah. is he is like like a superhero on that island. <laughs> yep. And as we see in the coming episodes, he's like the the one I think it might be the one coming up about Jack, where he says, um, "If anyone should look for water, it should be me because I know where to look." And he's not saying it with bravado. He's saying it with confidence mm-hmm. and like that he's going to help people. Like, because that's he not can. who he was on land. 
<coughs> well, we didn't mention that. Um, so the super, super cringeworthy scene where he's talking to the sex worker who isn't really named Helen, and he tells her that he bought her a fucking ticket to Australia. Yeah, that was his first mistake. He should have, like, Caribbean or something. Right? Who wants to go to Australia on a walkabout? <laughs> That's right. He's like, I'm taking you to the middle of the desert. Yeah. And, like, oh, man. And, like, that, that, and like that moment, again, knowing that in his head that this is Helen, and he's asking her to go on a walkabout, <laughs> and it's like... Oh, it's so it's so it's so brutal and it's so it's so so devastating. And I like that this is another one of those moments where watching it again, I was like, oh my god, like they set up who this character of Helen was back then, um, even though it might seem superfluous. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's 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 really really it's 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 cool that 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 dude they had a plan in place. Mm-hmm. Like as much as people love to say, oh, lost lost its way. They had no idea what the fuck they were doing. Like. It's clear there's there's a skeleton there to this show. Sure. And um even in um even in interviews when they pitched the show, they talked about the ending of the show, which I'm not going to mention here. Okay. But they mentioned specific events that like, "Oh, here's the show and um this is going to happen and this is going to happen and so and so is going to be the bad guy and so and so is going to be the good guy and so and so is going to do this." And it's gonna do this and this and this and this and this. And uh, there's time travel and a nuclear bomb, and uh, there's a three foot statue somewhere around there. Three toed statue. I feel um, like that was too spoiler ridden. I'm I'm blanking that whole section. Right. Um. But it's just cool that like they had that in mind from the get go, man. Like they they knew exactly what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Super super excited. The, the other was, thing I I'll, I'll add for my pieces. I liked the uh, <clears throat> the sappy emotional stuff about the bodies and, and uh, victims in the fuselage. They have this moment where they like have gone through all of the luggage and Claire has a stack of papers that she's found from everybody. And sometimes it's just a piece of mail or a luggage tag or something anecdotal that somebody has told her about you know, said person. And she kind of just rifles through them and, and reads and says like, Oh, this guy just got engaged and this person lives here. I, I, I hope it was nice there. And they probably Dude, enjoyed it. I actually, and I like, completely agree. And I mentioned in the last episode, no, sorry, now two episodes ago that yeah. I care for Claire. Yeah. And rewatching it. She's really charming in these first couple episodes. I, yeah. I, and I'm wondering if, if it's just that hindsight thing that watching it again, like, Mm-hmm. I start to like her more. You know, it's easy to like Jack and Locke and Saeed and Sawyer, these like flashy, like badasses. Yeah. Maybe like, you know, now, like, I mean, fuck, when this came out, I was in my younger years. Um, maybe now, like, okay, I can see like the importance of what, what she's doing. And like, yeah. I, mean, I like her character. I, I like her. Um, she's got like a flippancy about her almost. Mm hmm. You know that scene with Jin in the in the pilot where she's like, "Oh my God, it's getting it!" and she grabs his hand and puts it on it. Like that's really charming. Yeah, I think she knows what she wants, and she kind of has her worldview sorted out and doesn't really deviate from who she knows she is. And and I think that... we're so gonna get to her flashback though, and I'm gonna be like, "Oh wait, I remember. Fuck this bitch. I hate this girl. <laughs> this is why I don't like her. I hate the Zodiac." You have a lot of people in the show who are like almost craven without Jack. Like they're, you know, just looking for him to make all of the decisions on everything. 
And I think this moment where there was a vacuum left by Jack not wanting any part of this, she stepped in and, and you know, didn't hesitate and it easily could have come and gone be like, well, you know, Jack doesn't want to give a speech. So uh, let's just, let's light it up in flames. And it's time to. Is an amazing point that we'll get to in like four seasons. Four seasons. Okay. All right. I didn't even think of that. That is a great point. Oh my God. I don't even know what point I made. (laughs) That's why we're doing this show. Oh my god, that, that makes so much sense that she. Oh my god! All right, well, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and masturbate after this. Um, god. <laughs> to god, to, to, to Claire or to Jack? <laughs> hey, you know what? Either or, they're both sexy. Wait, to um, me? <laughs> oh wow! I love you, man. So if you want, <laughs> all right. So that's episode four. That is walkabout. Anything else? You good? Let's talk about it. Sweet. We'll see you guys in probably about a week. Unless we have a little bit of a drop the dice coming in, and then it'll be about two weeks. But Mm. next episode, we are going to be talking about the white eccentric. Okay. Uh, Hopefully we have some music by now. So here it goes. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Drop the Dice. We'll see you next week.